This is Purple Radio On Demand. Welcome to another episode of Pub Talk, despite the fact that there is no football. Charlie Dunn, Archie Hodgson, Matthew Ryden and myself, Gabriel Radis, are still here to provide you with all the entertainment you need. Um, as there is, as I said, no, no football, be it continentally or even or domestically, um, we've decided that the best thing for us to do is to play around a bit and, I mean, just to see what we can what we can do, really, and... So we've come up with a continental eleven of the of the best eleven players this season so far. Of the guys that maybe don't quite make the cut, we'll um, we'll maybe put them on a substitute bench. But um, but yeah, I mean, we're all we're all at home, aren't we? Now we're all we're all in the UK. Matthew, you you managed to get back from Russia, okay, didn't you? And he goes, hello. Hey, you're back. <laughs> did you um? Did you hear that? Yeah. No, but Mathieu, is it is uh, is he's still there? Hello. Yeah, I think I'm still there. Okay, cool. No, he just cuts off. Um, which is quite funny because it was the same like with Archie last week, where the first time he went to Archie, there was like four minutes where he was like, "Oh, sorry, no, <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here." Um, Myself time. Yeah, exactly. well that's exactly what was happening. Um, so, Mathieu, you're back in the UK, correct? I am indeed. Yes. Perfect. Sorry. How's how's it, how's it been being back? It's been, it's been amazing. Into lockdown um, with my cat, we had some real bonding time. Um, nice. So yeah, no football. So it's been it's been pretty boring already. Yeah. Have you found ways of like playing basketball in your room or giving yourself? I have, a, I have a hoop in my garden. Which, uh, Ideal. Uh, yeah, which used to be my best friend when I was about ten, and now it's come back out. It's not in the best state, but keeping <laughs> busy. Uh, Dunny, you keeping yourself busy, chipping shots around the house? Yeah, I've got my practice putting green out, just working on the stroke, ensuring <laughs> that's in tip top for post isolation. <laughs> and um, oh, as you were saying off air, that you were you you were going, still going to the rugby club, still kicking the ball. Doesn't matter what Bojo says, you're still. You're still getting out there doing your doing your stuff. Is uh, is program for his rugby? Yeah, to be fair, well, it's important important to get to to get your rugby going. Um, so we may as well start. Uh, well, I mean, the only place really to start is um, in goal. Um, and there are, I mean, there are some really decent cho- choices around 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 the uh, around the uh, around Europe. But perhaps the best goalkeepers might be concentrated in the UK. I mean, that's up for debate as well. Um, why don't we start with Mathieu? Mathieu, where, who have you gone for in goal? I have gone for Kalor Navas of PSG. Um, are we just going to say our, our names, or do we need some justification already? I mean, I feel like some justification, just because you know. I mean, I've not gone for Kaylor and Avas, um, and 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 being you know, I don't know. I'm because I, 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 what I remember of Kaylor and Avas anyway is like the guy that kind of had a really good World Cup in 2014, and this might be really unfair to the guy, but really, really good World Cup, kind of then um, for Costa Rica, and then kind of off the back of that got up landed a big move and then kind of was just about in the Real Madrid team for quite a while and obviously he switched um, with Ariola um, to PSG uh, Ariola going from PSG to Real um, and going the other way um, but has he has he been really that excellent this year I would say so he's been he's been a lot better than, than Ariola so um, I don't want to Hide behind stats, but he's got the most clean sheets in Europe in the in the five big leagues, um, and especially in the Champions League. Because I know that it's going to be a common theme to say, "Well, French league, you're playing against weak opposition," but he's only conceded four goals in eight games in the Champions League. Um, two of those four came against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu, where actually that game uh, he saved ten shots. And Real Madrid absolutely dominated, and thanks to Keylor Navas, PSG actually managed to get a two-all draw. Um, and then there's two goals away to Dortmund. Um, so other than so he's only conceded in two games 
um, out of eight in the Champions League this year. And for me, he's been he's been pivotal to, to PSG PSG's success in the Champions League. So that's why I've, I've picked him. Has anyone else gone? I've got to come in there because I think even in in Navas's league, you've probably got more of a a standout candidate in my eyes in uh, Rajkovic, the the res keeper, who's conceded 18 goals in the league this season, which is exactly the same as as Navas, but he's actually played six more games, and of course, he's not offered the the same um, luxury of, of a star sort of defence that, that Navas is. So, he, in my opinion. You have to give him more credit already, um, but I I've been looking at, at La Liga, which I think obviously gave you were, you were touching on the Premier League and how that that seems to have stockpiled the, the best goalkeeping talent in recent years. But I think there's, there's still a, a lot of top keepers in La Liga. Obviously, you, you've got the likes of Courtois and Obat, the obvious names. But the one name I've picked out is David Soria, the Hetafe keeper. Obviously, Hetafe have been absolutely phenomenal this season. They've they've obviously been incredibly successful in Europe, knocking out Ajax. But domestically too, they went into the well, but before the postponement, they were sitting in, in fifth position um, above the likes of Atletico Madrid. And and a big reason that they've been so successful is is the man between the six, Sarir, who's um, he's kept twelve clean sheets already this season. And uh, and it's, it's quite remarkable to think that Hetafe, with him between the sticks, have actually conceded fewer goals than, than Barcelona. And you know how much money, how many millions of pounds Barcelona have pumped into to their defence. So it's it's just quite remarkable that, that Hetafe have, um, have been able to uh, reach the heights that they have given their, their shoestring budget, really. And uh, Soria is, is probably... One of the key men behind that rise. Um, Danny, have you have you got either Saria or 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 Reykjavik, Reykjavik or, or, or Navas? I mean, this Reykjavik fella, um, he has been good for Ren, but Archie, do you not think that he's? I mean, the fact that he's not really been tested at like, I mean, obviously we play PSG twice this season or whatever, but it's not really. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to call the French league worse, but like. He's not had to. He's not had to face the kind, the likes that a, a sort of Navas in the Champions League has had to face. Yeah, but I think I, I only use him as an example to to illustrate why I don't believe you could you could uh, um, Navas between the sticks because playing the same opponents week in week out domestically, he's actually um, done. Well, he's he's conceded the same amount of, of goals as Navas. Um, Whilst playing more matches, um, and yeah, obviously he's not played at the Champions League level. Um. It was at this point that the team got cut off. Um, as much as I'd like to fill you in blow by blow, um, it was rather long, and we came to the conclusion that it was kind of foreseeable. This Mitre Stegen pick was completely cut off. Everyone else completely disagreed with me, um, and. We ended up plumping for Keylor Navas, considering that Charlie and Mathieu had both gone for it, with an honourable mention to Getafe's goalkeeper, Sorio. Sorio then make, makes our sort of provisional bench. Um, we then moved on to, to left-back, which I declared was, as I thought, Ferland Mendy, much to the delight of Mathieu being uh, a, Le- a Lyon fan and, and Ferland Mendy being a Lyon graduate. Um but this wasn't shared by everyone else. Um, Charlie went for Holstenberg as his um, as his left back, uh, the Leipzig uh, left back. Whereas Archie went for Alfonso Davies. Um, Mathieu plumps for the Atalanta left back Goffin. Um or Goffins. Um We ended up going for Alfonso Davies in part because he had an unbelievable season. Also, the story behind. Um, his rise, his meteoric rise to uh, in to Bayern's uh, left back position, the fact that he's basically forced Alaba to to find a new position for Bayern, and just how he's he's been unbelievably impressive in his electrifying pace has really brought the team together uh, under Hansi Flick. Um, we're now going to get back to uh, to the show. It's uh, centre backs now, but um, apologies for the cut off. I blame Archie as I always do. Um, moving on to centre backs now. I mean, I've gone for two centre backs: one from Syria and one from La Liga. Um, the first of that being Jenny from uh, from Getafe, in part just because I feel like um, 
what we've had really this season is you've seen Hatafe being formidable at the back. Um, they've really shown themselves to be, I mean, normally you see Atletico Madrid and Jan Oblak and, and that, that defence, Gordin, etc., and Jimenez being the paragons of, 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 of sort of La Liga formidable, uh, formidable uh, defensive work. Um, but it's really been uh, Hatafe this year with Jene at the back, um, playing 25 games, really been just a strong, strong, uh, strong, you know, real strong contender for at least a special mention um, as, a, as, a, as a, you know, in terms of a European 11. Uh, the other, the other one being, and I, and I don't know if, uh, if anyone does has, have this, but um, I was contemplating either of the, of the, of the Lazio um, centre-backs, but I've gone for Luis Felipe. Um, Luis Felipe, just because he's younger than a Serbi, but, he and and uh, but he's been also pretty excellent throughout um throughout the season. Archie, your uh, your who do you have? Yeah, interestingly, I, I went for um the the other Lazio uh, centre back that you mentioned there. How coincidental! <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, Gabe? It's as if we've already had this conversation. <laughs> uh, I, I I went for Achabi purely because I see him. As the the real leader and, and central figure of that Lazio defence, and and the uh, the transformation that, that they've seen this year has, has been quite incredible. Like this year, I think that they're obviously genuine, or they, they became genuine title contenders, and and um, a, a big part of that is, is due to their defence. Obviously, they've got the best defensive record in in Serie A, and I think I'd be happy to go with with either either one of of Felipe or or Xavi. and uh, alongside. Um, whichever Lazio centre half we, we go for I've gone for for the Real Madrid captain Sergio Ramos I mean may, maybe it's a bit of an obvious one but I think for, for me personally I'm looking for real leadership at, at the back and I, I, I'd really struggle to, to think of uh, a better leader in world football than Sergio Ramos he's won absolutely everything there is to win um, he's he's just an absolute legend for Real Madrid Obviously, a, a world-class defender, but I think also you, you consider the the goal threat that, that he possessed. I mean, this season alone, he's scored seven goals. He's scored well over a hundred goals in his career, which is nominal for for a centre back. And, and I couldn't really go wrong by putting him in. The team. Yeah, no, I know. I I agree, Danny. Uh, I've also gone with honourable mention to Serge. Ramos. I've gone for uh, Bonucci of Juventus. I think, you, you know, similar to Ramos, he's an absolute leader. 25 games, he scored three goals, showing he can be a threat. I think also people sometimes don't respect his long passing game enough. I think a lot of uh, Juventus' attacks come from his distribution, which is not something that should be ignored. I've then also gone for Kimpembe of PSG, just because I love what he brings. Um, he's still only young people forget how young he is he's incredibly athletic um, and I think he's he does really have leadership and being able to play alongside uh, Thiago Silva for the last couple of seasons and then with the safe hands of Navas behind him is really allowed him to develop into a player so I think in the next couple of years alongside Varane we'll probably see France remain as, as the team to be on a national level I think that's an interesting shout with, with Benucci obviously there's no doubt that he is over the the last few years. He's he's been one of the top defenders in Europe, but see the fact that that Juventus were willing to to let him go to to AC Milan in 2017. I I think that kind of proves that that they don't really they don't value him as as indispensable. Whereas I I don't think you would ever have seen Real Madrid letting Ramos go to to another title contender in in Spain. So I think that that probably just again shows that Ramos is at, he's at another level calling calling AC Milan uh, title contenders at the moment is very kind when they were investing like, uh, that was that was the season where they they put everything on getting into the at least the Champions League and then they just didn't and they have again suffered from the financial implications of poor management and poor financial um, handlings um, again in this season, and they will. But what, what I'm saying, the, the fact that they were prepared to let to let him go, I think just shows that that he's he's not as highly rated as as um, the, the top 
world-class defenders in Europe. True. Mathieu? My, my centre-backs are embarrassingly mainstream. Um, I've gone, for my big leader, I've gone to Pique. Um, he Ooh. has the most passes in La Liga. Now, I don't know if that's to do with um, how great a distributor he is or how boring Barcelona have been to Just watch. Rakitic um, to Pique, Rakitic to Pique, Busquets yeah, to Pique. Exactly. <laughs> but, but I think, I think it's, it's either, uh, I have a feeling that when you, when you think about big leading centre-backs in, in La Liga, you either go for Pique or for Ramos. Uh and I, I went for PK there, but I, I don't feel that strongly about it. I just think every time I've seen him play, he's been typical PK. Um, and then my other centre-back is Varane, just because he is potentially my favourite centre-back of all time. And so, again, every time I watch Real Madrid, I focus on him massively. But I'm not that passionate about these choices, I would admit. Uh, Varane, I, I wanted to pick a, a Real Madrid centre-back because they, do have, they have only conceded 19 goals this season and they are the best defence in La Liga. Mm. But if we were to go towards Ramos, I would not at all be um, probably quite reasonable. Interesting. So I think I think maybe our best thing to do then is to have like a kind of a mashup um, because I I feel pretty equally towards um, a Serbi as Luis Felipe. So what we could have is a kind of Italian. A strong Italian defense, strong link kind of style of Bonucci and a Serbi as centre backs. Um, I don't know if anyone has any qualms about that. I mean, we could whack in Ramos and Varane as well. I mean, that would be some some defensive partnership. I, I just don't think you'd put Benucci in over Ramos. I would be inclined to agree with that. Okay, so sh- so shall we say? Are we saying Ramos? And Benucci, or well, I mean Lazio have um, better defensive record than Juventus. So Ramos and Acerbi. But it's not just about the defensive side that I was looking at for the Benucci. Mm. The distribution that he provides is far and away better than ninety-five percent of other. I couldn't. I couldn't actually say another centre back other than Van Dijk has anywhere near the same level of distribution in world football at the minute. Yeah, I would say that the only one that comes remotely close, even in the Bundesliga, is Mats Hummels. I mean, he more than makes up for it in horrific defensive work. Um, so I, what we'll do is we'll have Ramos, and then we'll leave that space blank and see where we see where we end up and uh, come the rest of the come the rest of the game, uh, the rest of the, the team. Uh, it's a bit of a tough one to pick between unbelievable defenders of Benucci, Kimpembe, Acerbi. Um, Varane etc so we'll leave that one free and, and, and work on it right back um, who wants to go first with this one Charlie Danny yeah I've gone for a definite centre back when I'm playing the right back <laughs> uh, in Klosterman of nice. Leipzig fame uh, in the Champions League he's played in every game he's got an assist in the league he's got he's played 23 games two goals and an assist and for pretty much the same reason as Tolstenberg, except this time this guy actually is young. <laughs> he is only 23. Um, but I think, yeah, as we mentioned, with Holstenberg, Leipzig have been very impressive, both domestically and in Europe. And this guy, his versatility is something I like. It's the same reason you could put, you, know, you could make an argument for Ramos going to right back just to accommodate another fantastic player. Uh, because other than, I'd suggest, Trent Alexander-Arnold, there hasn't, been, there hasn't been an exceptionally standout right back, in my opinion, um, so far. I'm going to jump in there and, and disagree with you there, Danny. I, I, hate, I really do hate to, to do that. But, um, I, I, <laughs> don't I, lie. I, don't lie to the public. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I would have to, to pick out Hakimi of Borussia Dortmund. It's just been so exciting to, to watch this year. I think, I mean, you, you probably are struggling to think of of many European sides who have been more exciting from an attacking point of view than than Dortmund this season. And uh, Hakimi from from right back has been uh, right at the heart of that. He's chipped in with with three goals and, and ten assists in, in the Bundesliga as well as four goals in the Champions League. And he, again, like Alphonso Davies on the left, he's just got an incredible engine. He's up and down for the full 90 minutes and, and he's the type of player that, that I think fans pay their, their hard-earned hard earned money to, to watch because he is so exciting. 
I will, I will chip in now and say that I've also put Hakimi at right back. Uh, I think he's. I, I agree with everything that has just been said. I've got nothing to add other than that. <laughs> I've got right. no original opinion. I would. <laughs> No, I'm joking. I literally got my notes down here and Archie has just said everything I wanted to say about To be fair, I mean, this is, this is a completely other question, but I, I do really believe that the Bundesliga is the strongest league of all the leagues, including the Premier League, this season. Um, and it, it ma- is massively showed in that I've also picked um, uh, a Bundesliga right back. I've gone for Kimmich um, because of his versatility because of uh, how well he's been playing of late, because of what he means to the Bayern side, and particularly as a, as, a, as, a, as a dressing room figure in terms of bringing that side up from what was a, a really broken environment in the, in the latter stages of the Niko Kovac reign to the united front that you see in, uh, in the Hansi Flick era now. And the way in which he's played as I mean, be it at centre back, be it at right back, be it in centre midfield, um, massively proves himself to be. I, he, he is basically the 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 next Philip Lahm. He is the Philip Lahm of uh, of this generation, an unbelievably versatile uh, player with fantastic technical ability, uh, who's also just seems like a really decent bloke. Um, but it speaks volumes of of the Bundesliga that obviously Klosterman, who I also really rate, um, I actually bought him in FIFA 16 for my Getafe team as we went on a Champions League, just an amazing roller coaster ride that got us to the semi-finals before we were knocked out by City. It was a, an, an emotional moment, but he was he was my right back of choice. Um, I think I also made some very questionable other signings involved. I think I even signed a Scottish striker. I mean, what was I thinking? But, um, that was pretty questionable. <laughs> Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, this that, that Klosterman is also rapid. He's really quick and does absolutely bits for for Leipzig. I but the Hakimi shout is really really strong. Um, I don't know, uh, Danny, if you want to, do you want to defend Klosterman to the hills? No, no, I'm very happy with him. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, Gabe, I've got I had Kimmich and then I crossed him out because of how often he's played in centre mid this season and so I oh. thought that would be contested so I originally went with Kimmich Tim- and I, was, I, I checked and he seemed to play a lot in midfield he has so played a lot in centre midfield but uh, I just went for his classic position but I guess what that means is what we could do is put Hakimi at right back and then as I mean as a CDM we could have I could move Kimmich into my CDM position which actually allows me to to get rid of a literally a striker who was playing centre mid, centre defensive midfield for me. So, um, so Kimmich can come into my centre uh, centre defensive midfield. Um, have you, Matthew? Did you stick to him and keep him in in centre mid? No, that, that oh. moves us on nicely. And the problem is, my CDM is Casemiro, um, oh. and I'm and I'm pretty I'm pretty set to defend him. I think he has been unbelievable this season. I think he is. He's just everything you want from a CDM. He's got a huge engine. He's got passion. He's not afraid to get stuck in. Um, it's not for nothing that he's got the most tackles and the most interceptions in La Liga of all positions. Um, I think he's, he's instrumental in Real Madrid's quality and he's, he's one of the most underrated players because when we think of Real Madrid, we don't automatically think of Casemiro. So that's why I've put Casemiro at CDM. But I do also think Kimmich has a shout there. So it'll be interesting to see what the others say. Yeah, I've, I've also I've gone for, for someone in, in the Liga too. I, I think first and foremost, um, especially considering how attacking we're, we're going with the wing-backs, it is crucial to have um, an extra layer of protection in the team. And, and the man that I think is perfectly suited to that job is Atletico Madrid's Thomas Partey. I had the pleasure of watching him live back in December and oh, it was as if he was playing with a cigar in his mouth and his feet up. He just absolutely glided through the game. He, he was just uh, he was just superb in the way he broke up play, but also got the, the team moving forward very quickly and, and linking up with the the, um, the Real Madrid. No, it's very Atletico Madrid. And I think it's, it's absolutely no surprise that, that Liverpool have been credited with um, with interest in, in him. And I think uh, we we can expect to see him moving to the, the Premier League in the summer um, if, if the transfer window even takes place as, as normal uh, but no, no I think obviously Casemiro is a, a very good shout um, but yeah just just for me 
Interesting. So we've gone 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 for a part two parties um, in the partyless world of the UK. Um, sorry, that's terrible. Um, so. age um <laughs> i feel like you know it's like when you, you you talk about footballers and you're like oh like how old is he He looks dead young oh he looks like a he's gonna be a bright talent and, and you're like oh 22 you're like oh no he's kind of this is his peak like give him a couple of years and he's on the down now that's uh, yeah so i mean I, I'm already yeah exactly I, it's, it's almost just embarrassing but yes no <laughs> it's not that bad I'm prime I'm in my prime everyone um, no um, so we've got a Casemiro two Thomas parties and and Joshua Kimmich um, okay so Kimmich is out because Kimmich is having... day of Christmas <laughs> nice one Arch um, that was shocking it was shocking. Do you think, I mean, because for me, what I've done is I've played two centre defensive midfielders and I've gone for Milinkovic-Savic as my other one. Um, now... I have him further up. Interesting. I also have him. I also have him in midfield. Does anyone else have Milinkovic-Savic? No, I do not. Hmm. Interesting, because we could have... But it depends how you want to play. Whether you want to go the one DM, the two CM. So I've gone for I've I've played I've put Milinkovic Savic and Kimmich. Well, it's not going to be Kimmich um, as two CDMs, and then I've gone for a a Cam. Um, I think I mean I how um, how how wedded to the idea of um, of Casemiro are you, Mattia? No, so I was going to say this. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Casemiro, but I'm also a big fan of Thomas Partey. Um, and it seems we've got two people already defending him. And I also, like Archie, was able to see him live in the Wanda this season in the Champions League. And um, he stood out a mile in a pretty dull Atletico Madrid team. And he was by far the best player on that pitch. Um, and I'm very happy if we do go with Thomas Partey. Okay, well that's all that because that, that, that makes things life a lot easier. In which case we have Partey as our first CDM. For the second CM or CDM, I've gone for Milinkovic-Savic, obviously. Uh, Dunny said that he's got Milinkovic-Savic. Mathieu, have you got Milinkovic-Savic? I do not, no. Um, my centre midfielders um, after this are pretty rogue, um, purely by nature of the fact that they're both not really centre midfielders. I do. Um, so I, I'm pretty happy to be shot down quite quickly here, but I've got Di Maria and Nabry playing around <laughs> what was originally Casemiro. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> to be fair, I also have Nabry in midfield. Do okay, you? That, that reassures me. I, so uh, I and I, and and, and funnily enough, I've got I've got Di Maria at Cam. So, oh, well, yeah, I can. The thing is, like Nabry, you look back when he played for the mighty Arsenal. He did used to dabble in centre mid. You have seen him flow, yeah. you know, more central over the last couple of seasons. <laughs> but he's he's firmly like a, a, a striker slash forward player at the moment. Can we just a lot of them a lot of those players are very good. So they do yeah. really space in my forward line. So yeah, this is exactly what happened to me. So I just locked them in my midfield, which is pretty poor I admit. Yeah, I mean it, it makes sense. Um he had an unbelievable season. Yeah. I mean <laughs> we'll have to defer to we'll have to defer to Archie really, I guess. And Oh, that's never a good thing. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I've kind of gone 
the same approach as Mathieu. Essentially, going for it as an, as an attacking, well, yeah, as attacking a team as I can can muster, and that led me to to put Sancho in my midfield. What? <laughs> what? So you've gone for party. You've gone for Jaden Sancho at centre midfield. And who is your other centre midfielder? I, I put Thomas Muller in there. Jesus. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, that's not even playing the game. Bear in mind that you've got an ageing Acerbi and an ageing Ramos, followed by Alfonso Davies and Hakimi bombing down the wings. And you've got basically three <laughs> defensive players in Acerbi, Ramos and... Um, <laughs> And uh, Thomas Party. Thomas Party is basically uh, going to have to do everything. Well, it's just as well cabin fever hasn't got to my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm the most attacking team I've ever heard of my life. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm a people pleaser. I, I want to get fans through the gates. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> To be fair, you can't you can't see much good football in uh, Easter Road, so I guess it's. Uh... <laughs> oh, can't see any football anywhere. It's the problem. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, Taking Easter Road Saturday afternoon. To be fair, I would literally, if Hibs were playing now, I would get on a train and, if well, get on a on 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 a, on a type of transport that will let me go somewhere. Um, and so none at all. Yeah, so none. Uh, I would, I would walk to to Hibernian, um, but um, I'm quite wedded to the idea of Milinkovic Savic. Um, I don't know if. Do you think? Well, at least he's a midfielder. Because yeah, that's the thing, really. Because we haven't. No one else has got any midfielders. Um, <laughs> but um, it, should we say party and Milinkovic Savic? Yeah, I think just for the sake of the team. And then, and then with a cam, I mean, now we can play around as to whether we go for Gnabry, Di Maria, um, or Thomas Muller. Um, I mean, all I really good Gnabry. shouts. Matthew and I both have Gnabry. Yeah. Um, Did someone say they also had Di Maria? Yeah, I had Di Maria. Well, Johnny, have you, have you mentioned um, Luis Alberto? I did mention Luis Alberto was going to be my... I think for me the reason why I chose Milinkovic Savic was because um, despite the fact that in like 2016 2017 he was obviously one of the hottest names in Europe he had that two year down down curve where whereby I mean he wasn't particularly favoured uh, in the Lazio midfield he dropped out a bit uh, his price tag went down um, it was almost it coincided with him with him signing a new contract but this season has really seen the renaissance of 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 him controlling that midfield alongside Luis Alberto both players need each other undoubtedly um, yeah, but I think well, it's that that way yeah, of but Gabe this isn't that we don't need some some sort of like oh, honestly I can't believe you just dropped yeah, that it's, it's, it's <laughs> just, I can't believe you just come out of that it's, it's just it, look, it's, it's about this season uh, purely and I think if, if you if you if you consider the the evidence, Alberto has been more of an instrumental player for uh, Lazio. So he is besides an attacking midfielder slash wing, whereas the Malinkovic Savage is also an attacking player. But I like the physicality that he brings, of like six foot five or something, compared to six foot. I like that idea that you know he's an added threat from set pieces, from corners, and also just in the hustle and bustle of the midfield. So, so would you would you say then that um, 
we scrap Milinkovic Savic, we bring Luis Alberto into the centre midfield for a party. Luis Alberto. I think I think fundamentally um I mean I don't think we're gonna we're gonna be um keeping many clean sheets, but um uh, either way <laughs> we're going for attack. Attack is the best form of defence. But I think a party midfield either um combined with Milenkovic Savic or Luis Alberto is probably the best way of dealing with it. I think then, for me, uh, uh, you then have to go for a, a, a Cam like a Gnabry, like a Di Maria, who uh, Mathieu also has. So um, that's that's up for debate, really, as a Cam, Di Maria or Gnabry. And then, should we say Luis Alberto instead of Milenkovic Savic now? I mean, it's a difficult one, but I think in terms, like in terms of just the raw stats, who's giving you more? Luis Alberto obviously has three times more assists in the same number of games and the same number of, and they both have scored the same number of goals. Mm. So in terms of just generally what they're going to bring, in terms of just as a stat, I think Luis Alberto is definitely a better option. But potentially, you might lose out on the physicality that someone at six foot four, six foot five brings. Yeah, but that's kind of up up to you and how you want to. Our fictitious team to play. Uh, we're, we're all we're all assistant managers here. So, uh, Archie, your thoughts? Well, yeah, I think you, you, we've got to be clear about um, the, the kind of the parameters of, of the team. Are we looking for uh, the, the best players from this season, or are we looking for the you know the, the team to to play in, in a certain way? I, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I all, all I can say is. Lazio have been an absolute revelation this season. I think either of them would be worth it in the team. But um, obviously, if, if we're just thinking about the, the specific players that we've gone for, it is quite an attacking team, and and uh, you, you probably could do with a, a bit more of a, a physical presence in the midfield. Um, so yeah, possibly Milinkovic Savic would be the the better option. Um, and I will give Mathieu. Let's have Mathieu as the final the final say. Oh, this is this is tough. Um, from from listening um, to to put alongside party, I'd put Milinkovic Savic as well. No, nice. um, I must admit between the two, I'm I'm not. I don't have that strong an opinion on that. Um, I think both are, are pretty suitable. So um, I'll vote for Milinkovic Savic. Perfect, Milinkovic Savic it is. Um, now to the cam situation. Um, Matcha, you have Di Maria in the team. But you also have Gnabry. Of those two players, who do you think has been the most outstanding performer of 2019-20? Well, this is, I think, where we have a bit of an issue because I I think that Gnabry has been better. Um, but if we were to like choose a, a cam, I'd rather play Di Maria as a cam in front of two uh, midfielders um, between the two, if that makes sense. So that's why I'm not really sure because... I think Nabri deserves to be in the team, but if I have to choose a cam between the two, I'd rather put Di Maria there, whereas Nabri, I think, belongs more on the wing. I know I've put him in midfield, so that's really hypocritical. But um, <laughs> what, what do you guys think? I, I've gone for Nabri, but I mean, I think obviously he's had a phenomenal, phenomenal season in terms of everything, in terms of returns, both goals and assist-wise. And I think he's potentially more... Um, he's, he's potentially better off both feet whereas Di Maria always has to get onto his left foot to distribute whereas Nabry potentially has more versatility in his attack through the fact that I think he's better with his weaker foot than Di Maria so I like that as a potential option yeah I think that's, that's fair enough um, Archie yeah no I agree I think Nabry's just been superb this season so exciting to, to watch and um I mean, alongside uh, Lewandowski, the the standout performer in in a Bayern side, which looked set to to really compete for the Champions League title. So I don't think you could go wrong by by putting him in the side. Yeah, I mean, he 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 absolutely ruined an evening of mine. Spurs, a new one. Yeah, um, <laughs> scoring four against Spurs and that seven two loss at Spurs, which I'm so glad I gave my ticket up for. Um, I was really quite tempted to go. Um, but I'm glad I wasn't in the country. Um, it, he's been excellent, and it really pains me 
the fact that he's an ex-Arsenal player, but then it equally it, it makes me happier that he's scored. We, we peddled the stat out a few weeks ago about how he's scored more goals in the Champions League than Tony Pulis gave in minutes for West Brom. Um, it shows how much he's improved, how quick he's been to learn and how he is incredibly versatile. He can come out uh, wide, he can play up front and he can also play in that cam role. So whilst Di Maria is probably the best positional player this season for uh, in, in the cam role, we'll, we'll, we'll snap uh, Serge Gnabry. I, I, um, I agree with that. Um, I'd just like to, to give the honourable mention to Di Maria, who's having the season of his life. Di Maria will be the first one off the bench. Yeah, and, and, in a career, and, I'm, and I'm very happy to go with Nabry, but just to mention that Di Maria, in his career, to say this is the best season of his life, uh, does mean a lot. Yeah. He's got five assists in the Champions League with two goals. He has been, he's been unbelievable this season. He has um, been stunning, yeah. He's been very special. I'm uh, very happy with Nabry as well. He's been just as special. So. Yeah, and, and, and by the same token, I want to give Muller an honourable uh, mention. Obviously, he's been around for, for so long now. Um, I mean, he, he kind of came, came to the, the world stage back in, in 2010 at the, the World Cup. Um, but this, this season, I think, has probably been his, his best for, for many a year. He's, he's chipped in with um, 19 assists in all competitions, which is incredible. I mean, it, it does make your life a lot easier when you've got Lewandowski up front. But even so, I think um, Thomas Muller has really um, got back to his best this season. 100%. And it's particularly pertinent for a guy that um, was really kind of out of favour and kind of very much seemed to be on the downturn of his career. Someone that um, her, her, was, his best was past, you know, it was well well behind him. But he re- And Thomas Miller is one of those kind of timeless players where it's an actual miracle that he's only 30. Like he, he oh, does, it does, bonkers, it does feel as if he's been around for about 30 years. But... Um, <laughs> But he's uh, and he looks exactly the same as if he was playing in 2011 or whatever. So he's got a timeless face, a timeless style, um, and really one. And he's and he's really, really just a really cultured footballer. Um, so for me, I, at right wing, I've gone for someone who I think is non-negotiable in my team, and that's and and to be fair, I've gone for an for I I sat down and even even when mixing the team up in the leagues. I still thought that all three front players should be ger- from the German league. Um, I've gone for Jaden Sancho at right wing. Um, 15 goals, 14 assists, um, if I've got that right. But certainly he's, he's contributed to 29 goals this season, which is more than Lewandowski has. Um, he's been absolutely world class. Um, and more so than that, after you know the troubles in October, November, when people said, he was going to have to leave Dortmund. He wasn't happy. He got fined for missing training uh, and all that. To then come back and to be unplayable at times in major Champions League games at just 20 years old, 19, 20, is just it's insane. Yeah, I've gone for the exact same player for the exact same reasons. My, my issue with this is that I agree with everything you've said, but my non-negotiable one... This is so unoriginal, but I still put Messi up there. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm because he's he's. I mean, he's missed. He missed the first five, four games of the season. Sorry, he's missed five games this season due to injury, and he has contributed to 31 goals in the league. He's contributed to five goals in the Champions League. It's so obvious, and it's and maybe it's not his best season, but for me, he's still been the best right winger in the world this season. Um, however, however great Sancho has been. For me, I, I just couldn't not write Messi. In fact, after Lewandowski, he was the second name I put down when I started doing this. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I, I agree with you, Matthew. I think the, the, the danger with, with Messi is that people will compare him to previous seasons and, and say, oh, maybe he's not reached the same heights as, as he has um, traditionally through the years. But at, at the same time, I mean, if you're just basing it on, on this season, he's, he's still been absolutely incredible. I mean, he's... He's a top scorer in the Liga by an absolute country mile. And and um, I, I, I don't know, he's just... <laughs> you, you run out of superlatives to, to describe Messi. He's obviously, alongside Ronaldo, the, the greatest player that, that we've seen in, in our lifetimes. And I think we just need to continue to appreciate him uh, while we, we can. And 
I agree that he's a massive, massive shout. I see him as the major special mention alongside Di Maria um, for for players that really could, that should be in this team, but just by virtue of the fact that there are just so many unbelievable talents that he's just dropped out. Um, Mathieu, who do you have as your left winger? So much to comment on. Um, well, my left winger, first of all, interestingly, is not Ronaldo, which makes me believe that none of us have put Ronaldo down, which is but, interesting. Interesting. Um, I've put I've put Neymar. Um, now, oh. now hear me out. Um, first of all, Neymar stats are, are pretty special, um, which is which is to be expected. But both in the Champions League and Ligue 1. But also the context of of Neymar's season. When you think that he, with all the problems over the transfer this summer. Um, where for the first five or six games, PSG fans literally booed him every time he touched the ball. Um, to a point, it was worse than I've ever seen Lyon fans boo a Saint-Étienne player or Arsenal fans boo a Tottenham player. And in those first three games, he scored three winners uh, and one overhead kick. Uh, went out for an injury, then then scored against Dortmund. I'm not, I don't feel that strongly about him uh, being in the first 11, but I put him down because what he's done this season it's his best season for PSG and mentally he's been so strong and he's won over the PSG fans so that was my left winger mm. yeah, I've, I've gone for Neymar's partner in crime Mbappe interesting um, because I think people forget how young he is everyone's spoken a lot about Haaland who I'm sure we'll mention in a moment but Mbappe's the exact same age and arguably he's had a better season uh, in Liga, he's played 20 games, got 18 goals and 5 assists in 7 Champions League appearances. He's got 5 goals and 4 assists. Obviously, you can make a claim for him being your out-and-out striker. But I like him as a left wing, the threat of coming, of cutting into his right foot. And he's obviously got the ability to find that killer last ball, uh, showing by his assists, as well as, as we all know, his, his goal-scoring exploits, which are nothing to be sniffed at. Mm. This is it's tough. This is I tough. I Mbappe in, but I, I've been quite disappointed with Mbappe this season. And, and I think you're completely right. And I absolutely love him. And to be fair, I think 
I'm now underrating him because I forget how young he is. And, and earlier today, I actually saw a video of his highlights of the World Cup, and the caption was, he was only 19 in this World Cup. Um, I think this season he's become, if you see a lot of his goals, it's a lot of tappets, and he misses a lot of chances. And that's what stopped me putting in, although I did hesitate. Um, it's just, if we're going to put, if we're going to hesitate between Sancho and Mbappe on the left wing, Mm. Um, it kills me to say it, but I think over just this season, Sancho deserves it more than Mbappe. I do agree. Right. You've also got to give a lot of credit to, to Sancho um, for the way in which he really he bounced back from what was pretty unjust criticism, um, I, I feel, at the start of the season when he was he was almost the, the scapegoat for, for Borussia Dortmund's struggles. And I think he showed incredible strength of character to bounce back from that and and um, that, that should definitely be taken into consideration as well but I thought you were the one that didn't like the sob stories <laughs> oh no I, I was just uh, you know uh, saying that for mm. comedic you know, to, to add, add a bit of uh, interest to the debate but no I, I think you've got to also consider that obviously we've, we've been talking about um players from, from teams such as Dortmund, PSG, th- these are absolutely star-studded sides. I think Lazio, obviously, they're, they're still a, a, a top side, but they aren't filled with the same calibre of player. They they haven't had the, the same kind of level of, of sustained investment over the last years. And, and I think you've got to, you've got to give um, Immobile more credit um, for his goal-scoring exploits, given that he, he's not surrounded by the likes of, you know, Neymar in, in Mbappe's case, to to um, make his, his life a lot easier. Yeah, I know. I think that's fair. And uh, Chiro does get a massive shout uh, shout out, but I think we're going to have to go for um, Messi and Sancho in part, just because they are the only two players that have got two votes each, um, mm-hmm. and both have been outstanding. Now, yeah, Danny mentioned that this forward one would be an interesting one. Um, I the one I went for, as I've touched on or hinted at, um, is Robert Lewandowski. Has been phenomenal this year. Has broken records and matched records that have stood the test of time fifty, sixty years in the Bundesliga. Um, going back to the greats like Müller, Gert Müller, um, and and so on. Um, he has been phenomenal. Uh, he's, he's been an absolute goal scoring machine um, and to say that this has been one of his best seasons if not his best season ever is a testament to how good he's been this year it's a bit like um, what you were talking about earlier um, Archie with Messi I mean Lewandowski season after season scores, scores and scores now Haaland is obviously a different question because Haaland is, is just such an unknown quantity such a new quantity that for me I just find it very difficult to um to put him in there um, just because if I had to pick one player from this year who I just absolutely know will just come up with the goods I just I, I can't see past Lewandowski Okay Gabe I completely agree with you I think for me it, it was almost a toss up between Lewandowski and and um, Haaland which you know that, that just goes to show what an incredible impact Haaland has made. Um, well, first of all, for for Salzburg and, and then um, obviously for, for Dortmund, he's just been in electrifying form. But I think over the the piece this season, Lewandowski is proving just so reliable. And obviously, the, the jury is still out to a large extent with Haaland. I mean, he, he, this could prove to be a, a flash in the plan, a, a flash in the pan. Sorry, and obviously, you, you hope not. And and all the evidence suggests that he will go on and develop into to one of the, the world's most exciting attackers. But I think Lewandowski's goal record over, you know, really the, the last decade is just incredible. Um, and and I think there's, there's definitely a case for saying that, that he is um, the, the best striker in the world. And, and certainly this season, uh, he, he'd be the man to lead my line. Just to add on that... Um... You spoke of my, my centre forward is Lewandowski with a, with a special mention for Immobile, but just to add on, you were saying that um, Lewandowski has broken loads of Bundesliga records. Mm-hmm. He also has 11 goals in the Champions League. Um, now, to put that into perspective, the record 
goal-scoring season in Champions League is Ronaldo with 17. Now, Ronaldo, when he broke that record, was not on 11 after the same number of games as Lewandowski. Now, if this season does go to the end in the Champions League and Bayern Munich do go as far as you might think they would, he could easily break the all-time Champions League goal-scoring record of a season, which is no mean feat. I mean, 11 goals in seven games in the Champions League is, mm-hmm. is pretty special. No, I totally agree. It's huge. And Danny, your thoughts? So I've always gone with Lewandowski, but I would like to mention Ilicic up top. Um, I think he's had a phenomenal season, and when you think he's not necessarily surrounded, as you mentioned before, with a lot of the Serie A teams, he's not surrounded by the star-studded talents that you find at a PSG or a Bayern Munich or a Dortmund. His return ratio, when some would suggest he may be past his best, although you could obviously look at Messi and Ronaldo and dispute that claim, um, it's just been quite simply ph- uh, phenomenal. Obviously, nowhere near as many goals, um, particularly in the Champions League, as say Lewandowski, given he's only got five, but only five in seven games is nothing to be sniffed at. And similarly in Serie A, he's got 15 goals and five assists in the 21 matches that he's played. So although I wouldn't have him in the team ahead of Lewandowski, I think off the bench, potentially a shout, but either way, I think he definitely deserves a, an honourable mention for a pretty phenomenal season. No, I, I think that's a very good point, Dan. I mean, Atalanta, I mean, it, it's kind of similar to Hitafe in, in the sense that that um, they operate on, on such a small budget compared to the, the teams that, that surround them. But um, they're, they're kind of polar opposites in, in their approach, the way they, they play the game. Obviously, Hitafe, their success has been founded on an incredibly solid defence. But Atalanta have just been incredibly free scoring I mean I think they've, they've hit seven goals twice this season or is it even three times which is just incredible I mean they've scored 20 more goals in the league than, than Juventus which is just it's mind-boggling um, as, as Matthew has talked about on, on many occasions they're such an exciting team to watch and and Ilicic uh, he's now you know into his 30s but he's in the form of his life and uh, he, he would definitely be an exciting option to, to bring off the bench and as a lot of height as well Definitely. I think Ilicic gets in, uh, gets onto the bench. Haaland as well, if he's lucky. Um, but I think Lewandowski sweeps up there. Um, so the team as we have it then. Um, and now I guess we are we are stuck in a bit of a quandary at centre-back. So I was thinking, um, just while you were talking there, Arch, um, I don't know if you'd like to pick one Scottish centre-back to fill in alongside Hakimi, Ramos and Davies. Um <laughs> To, uh, to to join the hallowed uh, on this hallowed turf this this classic eleven. Uh, I mean, this world it, it, Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, uh, obviously, a, a few years ago we were very blessed to have Virgil Van Dyke gracing gracing the league. Um, but uh, right right now uh, we we don't have anyone who comes anywhere near to to matching his levels. I think the, the standout would would possibly be. Christopher Julian, who, who was the big money signing in the summer for Celtic from Toulouse. Uh, Toulouse will definitely regret having let him go. But um, Julian, uh, he's, in, yeah, he's, he's a very big physical presence at, at the back. Um, but crucially, he's also chipped in with, with some very important goals. He's, he scored the winner for Celtic in, in the League Cup final against Rangers back in November when when Celtic were dominated for, for long periods of that game. and. He also scored the, the winner in, in Celtic's home victory over Lazio in the, in the Europa League group stages. So uh, I, I think he would be the the one Scottish player that, that I the one player applying his trade in Scotland that, that I'd go for. Uh, but I, I don't think he, he gets anywhere near to the to, you know matching the, the levels of the, the other candidates that we've discussed. I'm sure Ramos will pull him up. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so if we if we. Um, should we should we leave Julian in there just for fun, um, yeah. and have um, a four three three of Navas in goal uh, of PSG, Alfonso Davies at left back of Bayern Munich, uh, Sergio Ramos of Real Madrid at centre back, Christopher Julian of Celtic at centre back, uh, Ashraf Hakimi of Borussia Dortmund at right back, the centre midfield uh, pairing of Thomas Partey of Atletico Madrid, um, Milinkovic Savic of Napoli oh, no, sorry of Lazio um, well done Gabe um, Serge Gnabry is our cam for Bayern Munich and then a right wing Lionel Messi Barcelona 
Left wing, Sancho, Jaden Sancho, Borussia Dortmund, and up front, number nine, Robert Lewandowski. Of you know, that's a half decent team. It's not too bad. Five Bundesliga players there, though. Three La Liga players, one Serie A and one Liga player, and then one Scottish Prem player. Um, is indicative of how good the Bundesliga is at the moment. Um, I think that's pretty much all that we have time for. We've we've managed to make a really good hour of this. So um, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, thanks, Dunny. Thanks, Arch. Thanks, Mathieu, for for getting involved and and, and for 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 picking your teams. I mean, it's really testament to my knowledge that basically two of my players made it. Um, but <laughs> but um, but yeah, thank you. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.